and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to do a little uh, look back at Series 7 so far. If you want to call it Part 1, Part A, 7.5, whatever you want to call it. Um, and for that, we'll be joined by a special guest uh, reviewer later on. But first, some news. And one thing we didn't uh, get round to talking about last week, because we recorded far too early for this uh, before this came out, was the official ratings for the Angels Take Manhattan was, finally, 7.82 million viewers. Which yeah, made not it the, bad at all. Not bad. Well, it made it the 13th most watched programme of the week, which was... Uh, it has been sort of round about in the top 10 normally, hasn't it? Yeah. So it sort of took a bit of a a bit of a tumble, but I don't know what the uh, what else was on that week. Whether it's sort of more X Factor crap coming out that always seems to be like a big juggernaut, doesn't it, on the on the television? I mean, it's it's still reasonably consistent in its viewing figures, though. So it's obviously something else. Just other programs actually just got more viewers. Yeah, and in previous weeks, I don't think it's a sign that it was slipping. No, as such. no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's um, it's actually. Isn't that sort of slightly above what it has been getting? Because um, wasn't it sort of hitting around about the 6.8 million viewers? Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's, whether it's, it's just maybe just that time of the year now where we're starting to get... Most most of the TV companies are bringing out their, their autumn schedules, which tend to be better quality of programme than the summer schedules when they think everyone's out and nobody's watching TV. Yeah, that's it. Well, you say they bring out the, the better programs. You still got well, X, you still got X the more, the more, the more <laughs> Well, I say say they're more viewer catchment programs. Ah, that's it. Bums on seats. is What you're talking about? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Oh well. Well, the X fact doesn't put my bum on the seat, but maybe on the toilet, but nothing else. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly. That's that's the boring bit of news out of the way. Um, this week, the Doctor Experience had a little bit of a, a special ceremony, didn't it? Uh, Matt Smith and Stephen Moffat have sort of put down their little. Um, it's almost like a Hollywood Walk of Fame, really, isn't it? Yes, they've yes they've put their handprints into cement uh, to go on display at the uh, at the experience. Um, yeah, so I don't know if they're going to add any other actors or actresses to it. Yeah, you'd think it'd be an ideal opportunity to to do that with their future companions, wouldn't you? Yeah, see, or past companions as well. Actually. Yeah, but. Oh well, we'll see how that goes. But not only uh, that, they actually added some props from sort of this half of series seven as well. So uh, what we've got is Oswin's dress and boots. Um, as you know, that was played by Genevieve Coleman from A Son of the Daleks. Uh, we've got Solomon and Nefertiti's costumes from Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, and also the Michelin Web robots as well, uh, which that probably looked quite impressive close up actually. Yeah, and it's probably the the iconic things from this series, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, And also, they've got the chained weeping angel and cherub angels from the Angels Take Manhattan. Yeah. So, um, and they also say they've got more stuff to come from the Christmas special and the episodes from next year. Yeah, it just makes sense. I mean, then if they're not going to use the props again, yeah, then. They must have stored them there as Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good a place as any, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I've, I'm, I really must get down to see that. I really yeah. must get down to see it. Um, I know Cardiff isn't exactly a, a trip down the road, is it, for, 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 my, for us in, in that London? But, uh, yeah, 
I really must uh, make the effort. Okay, we never got to see it when it was in London. Did no, us? we didn't. No, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't really use that excuse. <laughs> yeah, but was it Olympia? Well, it was. It's just far too long to travel to, wasn't it? Really? I know it was going to take us at least forty-five minutes. <laughs> I think it was the thing of actually having to go across to the other side of the water on a Saturday with all the tourists and everything. I just, it just, I just couldn't be bothered in the end. <laughs> If I could have gone after work, it might have been different, but <laughs> it's, shut it's, just, it's just the fact you then put the I've got to go across the water. Exactly. I've got I've got to cross the Thames, for God's sake. Where do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um now and the last um sort of piece of news in this particular news sort of section of the news this week. Um been confirmed that the Doctor Who uh, series 7 Part 1 DVD and Blu-ray release is getting what they call um, an ultraviolet technology stamp on it. Now, I was sort of caught a bit unaware. I never heard of this before until I read this this news item. Had, had you heard of this before, Paul? Um, not particularly, no. No. Well, basically what it is, when you buy the DVD and Blu-ray, you also get a digital copy as well. Now, what this entitles you to do... And I actually think this is quite a good idea, actually. You can put that digital copy onto 12 different devices. So you could put it onto your, your, your PC or your Mac, your mobile, your iPads, your Samsung tablets, whatever you've got. Um, so basically you could watch it anywhere you like. And the whole idea of this is is to prevent piracy. And I actually think it's quite a clever way of doing it because it's instead of restricting you to a particular format... It's opened it out to everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's also, I suppose, when they then you have no excuse for having ripped a yeah, DVD. That's it. So I've sort of looked at, it and there's quite a few sort of major studio Hollywood studios also cotton onto this as well. But um, this is the first one I'm actually aware of this ultraviolet thing. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, they've got some BBC are doing some more. Uh, DVD releases. They got a Top Gear special commission. Attenborough, sixty years in the wild. Uh, Roller coaster, which John Bishop was in. Don't know what the hell that is. Um, yeah, so the BBC have teamed up with a company called Flixster uh, to provide the digital copies. So I actually think that's quite a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes to show what. I mean, most people now are watching stuff on their iPad or their mobile when they're or laptop when they're on the move. Yeah, that's it. So, so, yeah, it's good. It's good. Now, I think apparently what it says it's you have like a, a, a an ultraviolet account, and each item you put in that account you can put onto onto different twelve different devices or something. So, um, if you have got twelve different devices, then bloody hell, <laughs> you've got money to burn. So I can say, hmm. but but I, sp- I suppose that means you can. I don't know if you can load it onto your friends' devices as well. Providing you've got them logged, I don't know how it works, but yeah, looks like Tony could get a bit of free content then, didn't it? <laughs> he still wouldn't watch it. <laughs> no, he wouldn't, would he? No. Oh dear. Well, um, just to sort of cap this off, Claude London, who's the digital director for BBC Worldwide Consumer Products, is quite the same. We're thrilled to be announcing our first UV-enabled DVDs and embrace this new era for home video. He still uses the word video. Um, the ultraviolet era. We hope <laughs> See, we're embracing this new, yes, new mood of mode of video. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and 
he said as he exited the building and jumped into his horse-drawn carriage. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, it, like the fact he's the head of digital digital content or something. Is that you just said then? Home video. <laughs> But it's, but it's just like, you know, so I'm done. Betty's delighted because there wasn't really a lot more he was doing otherwise. Was... Not really. He's he just drawn in Biro UV on old Betamax tapes now as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, he continues. Um, we hope UV will empower consumers to build digital entertainment libraries and continue to enjoy BBC Worldwide releases either at home or on the move. We will continue to work as part of the UV Consortium and with our supporting partner Flickster on further releases for early 2013. So there you are. That's that's so they they're definitely committed to that then, haven't they? Yes, definitely committed to that. Um, does actually before, before we go, does it, does everyone know what Betamax is? Do, do the <laughs> kids do the kids know what that is? Because my wife had to explain what a weeble was to a 23 year old the other day, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I will know that conversation was to be honest honestly what's the world coming to when people don't know what a weeble is there you go. oh dear and if you don't know look it up you look it up yeah okay well that's that little bit of uh, that, that sort of section of news over and done with but now there is one item to squeeze into Omega's tack corner you pester me with trinkets okay right well the the little bit of uh Tat for you for your delight this week. It's not any um, sort of character options figures or water wrigglers, whatever the hell we had the other week. Um, no, the Eternity Clock gets its release for the PS Vita. It's finally been released, um, and if you're interested in that, you can go and buy it if you wish. But <laughs> don't waste your money, honestly. I could, I could... leave you. I, I, I obviously, obviously haven't played it at all, and. Um... But she wasn't keen, was she? So. No, no. I, I just got the. It just annoyed me the fact they actually charging money for this rubbish. You know, when you can get the. Okay, in this country at least, you've got those audio, uh, sort of the adventure games from the BBC site, which were free, and they were a lot better than this. I just don't see how they, they could actually justify it. I no. really don't, you know. Um, I mean, you have to look at the. At the box for the um, for the, uh, the PS3 release, it it just looks cheap. There's been absolutely no money pumped into this whatsoever, and they're trying to make it out as like it's the next thing in, in gaming, and it I mean it really isn't. It's terrible. I mean, it's basically and it, a, a just how slowly they're releasing it in its different stages. Yeah, I mean, it still hasn't got a. Um, it says right at the bottom of this um, article here, the PC version of the game is still in development. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's. It's just terrible, absolutely terrible, and it is tat. It deserves to go into Omega's tat corner. This one, it really does. It, it deserves to be cast in the antimatter universe. <laughs> it's absolute rubbish. So please, listeners, don't waste your money on this on this on this game. Just stick to the free um, audio game. Uh, I keep saying audio games, adventure games. <laughs> they, they come with audio as well. They're not silent games. Like like that guy from the digital thing from BBC, whatever you have you believe. Yes. <laughs> he still gets scared when that 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 a silent film with the train comes towards him. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, that's it. That is it for the uh, the tack corner this week. Just, just that PSV to release. Um, did actually before we. I feel re- we're never going to get any free stuff from Sony. We're you know? not, are we? We're not. Um, 
I was just thinking, actually, because they had this at the convention, didn't they? Yeah. Back in March. And they had loads of um, PS Vitas set up. And they had this game. It was there to just to promote this game, which everyone thought was coming out in April at the time. But eventually didn't yeah. come out until, um, on the PS3 anyway, it didn't come out until May. Yeah. So I was obviously fine-tuning it. You should have seen the version in April. <laughs> Stickmen. <laughs> It was stickmen of wireframe stuff like like asteroids, <laughs> <laughs> and that early uh, Star Wars game, arcade game, when you used to go down the, the trench in the Death Star. That was all wireframe as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah. I mean, it didn't get any coverage from there either, did it? And I no. must admit, I didn't see anyone in that little section sort of playing it. Or there was no other, no people giving any feedback on it. It just got completely forgotten about. Yeah, I admitted at that point, probably just had sort of one sort of level to to play around with, but as I usually do at these sort of things. But nah, the finished product terrible. And how can they? It's basically a two D platformer. I mean, it's just it doesn't cut the mustard. It really doesn't. Okay, well that's that for this week then. So coming up is our uh, our review of series seven so far. So for another week then, that was the news. Okay then folks, well it's time to do our Series 7A review and uh, joining us this week um, is a, a returning guest uh, to the Hoosie podcast. It's Stephen Prescott from the rather marvellous Madman with the Box podcast. Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's, it's been a long time since you were last with us. I know, I know. We had a, we had a whole series of episodes in between there. We did well, it, yeah. I think, sort what, of. Sort of, yeah. I think you, um, you, were, you were Paul standing last time, weren't you? <laughs> I was, I was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I've, I've tried to live up to that, but no. <laughs> oh, well, let's, let's, see how we, let's see how we get on today then. Okay, right, well, what we're here to discuss is not to sort of review each and every episode there sort of throughout again. Um, it's just really just to see what we all think of it as a whole, really. So, um, Stephen, you're, you're our honoured guest. So, if you'd like to kick off, what, what have you thought of the of the this part of, or half, quarter, what you want to call it, of the season so far? Well, um, I've been sort of a broken record uh, about this uh, on uh, on my podcast, but I feel as if this was uh, this was Moffat doing the, the Tenant specials right. Uh you know, uh, the Tennant specials were very, very hit and miss and, and sort of this making a big deal about David Tennant leaving. And these uh, episodes were obviously very focused on the, the Pond's uh, departure. Yeah. Uh, so much so that, uh, I mean, that's all was talked about uh, leading up to it, which um, yeah, may have been a little bit to, to detriment of the episodes, I think. But uh, but I, I think, you know, as a whole, it did it it, it, it did it right. You know, I mean, it, they were they were all fantastic standalone episodes and they were all um, I mean, you know, fantastic. Uh, most of them were fantastic, at least. Uh, I think they were all but they were all good standalone episodes. And it, and uh, and it, it was it was good as a as a you know, as a series for the departure of the ponds, which is exactly what it was. You know, I mean, it was, it was these, these were, these were the pond specials, and and I think it accomplished that pretty well. Did you manage to watch any of the uh, pond life? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. 
Now, as a setup, that did you think that? I mean, obviously, you, you said unfortunately there. I gather from that you didn't think they worked that well in as in regards to as a setup for series seven. No, I mean, no, I, I don't think so. You know, it, it just was funny, 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 and then all of a sudden you see this, you know, the scene of them arguing, and uh, you know, Chibnall. I have a lot of issues with Chibnall. Um, I does, think that does, he who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he tells and doesn't show, you know, and and so so he while he's great at, at writing dialogue and 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 writing uh, sort of relationshipy stuff, uh, mm. I think that you know his his storytelling leaves a lot to be desired, and so uh, so I thought Pond Life there was no story there. It was a it was a it was a couple of segments of of uh, of funny things happening, and then leading up into oh you know this this moment where the doctor's talking about I hope you're okay and they're and they're not, and it just was it was it was fluff, and I, I just felt it was it was I, 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 not money well spent. No, you know, especially no. considering they didn't shoot that all they shot all of that, you know, tripe, and they did not shoot <laughs> the scene with with Brian Pond finding out what happened to to his son, which was so incredibly important to the to the series. So yeah. it, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. But have you managed to watch that little um, sort of animated or the storyboard? I did. I did. Yeah. I watched. I, I could only watch it once. Only watch it once. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll maybe go watch it again, but it was, it was really, uh, you know, it was really good. I, I, I thought that that scene should have been shot. I thought that 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 they should have. We needed that closure, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can I can sort of understand why not, but it would have been a, a as it as an extra as something, you know, like Pond Life as a prequel or or a, a postscript. Shooting that scene would have been amazing, and and they should have done it, and they didn't, and I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah we could we could have had we could have had four Pond Lice before, and this one after, couldn't we? Yeah, which would have not have lost anything in losing one of the first four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially you know an ood on the toilet, oh, which was yeah. Oh God, I I just. I think a little bit of me died inside when they aired that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it just—I know we got the sort of the payoff to that next week and uh, the, the following or following day, I should say. And um, it, it seemed to be like a, a punchline to a joke we never got. If you see what I mean, it was sort of like here's yeah. the punchline: there's a nude on the toilet. Well, what? Was, yeah. What, what led up to that? And and it you sort of you got that sort of got explained the next day, but it was I don't know it it just seemed like a really really poor payoff. It really did. I just didn't. And the, the, as you as you quite rightly said, you got all that nonsense until the last one, where you got the <clears throat> the you know, the ponds arguing, and we pretty much said the same thing. If uh, if all of them had been sort of building up to that moment, it would have made a bit more sense. Yeah, but it was totally yeah. unrelated, wasn't it? The last episode was totally unrelated to what you'd had before. Yeah, it was completely. I mean, the tone again. This is what everyone says about Chibnall. It's the um, he, he gets his tone of the story. It, it fluctuates all over the place, and I think this did the same thing. It was sort of fluff, 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 fluff and then serious. And they, well, where the hell did that come from? Yeah, I mean, they they really they. It was necessary for them to set up the the fact that all wasn't well in the in the pond household because you know because asylum of the daleks obviously starts with them signing divorce papers mm, but yeah. but it, 
yeah, but the, the other episodes of Pond Life could have led up to that if it showed some frustration with them and then and, and some uh, understanding of what was happening, you know, why why they were getting to that point. And, and, and it didn't. It just was, like you said, fluff, 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 and then an argument, you know, and yeah. then all of a sudden they're getting divorced and then. And then all of a sudden, they're not getting divorced anymore, and they're and and they're all happy and deciding what to do with their lives. So there was so, there was definitely some inconsistencies there, <laughs> you know, because uh, because uh, you know relationships do not work that way. So no, they do not, do they? So <laughs> so what what did you uh, think uh, then, Paul? Uh, sort of overall. Uh, overall, yeah. I mean, it's it's unusual not to have one that I. By by the first five episodes of a series, to have had one usually that you thought, yeah, I'm not going to watch that one again. Mm. Um, well, you haven't had that. I think generally they've been of high standards, or at least have had each one have, has had a part of it that you actually really loved. Mm. They may have had the odd bit that you didn't like at all, but consistently they've been in the the likes side of of the line i think yeah because i know we i mean um i don't know if you've listened to anything that's our reviews of the previous episode Stephen, but we we've i particularly been rather critical of them and and i i've enjoyed each every every episode each episode has had something to enjoy um but there were a couple i just found really um when i've watched them on first attempt for the uh for the review um i found a little bit middling um, and one of them was Asylum of the Daleks, which is a confirmed fan favourite now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, after sort of like watching it again, I've sort of kind of changed my opinion on that. And I think it is a it's a damn good episode, and it sets up this whole mystery of Oswin or Clara or whatever her, her name's going to be. And I think that that's good. And then I mean, I love dinosaurs on the spaceship. And yeah, again, I've watched that. I've watched that again since we did yeah. our review, and I actually like it now. Yeah, because you didn't like I that think, one, did you? No, I think yeah. I don't know whether it was just whatever was was my mood at the time of watching it. Mm. Um, obviously, I was being grumpy and I was watching it grumpy and not taking <laughs> it for the the fun episode that it was supposed to be. With it's you, it's one or two mood, that's a grumpy thing, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, I actually quite like that now. I've actually changed what is my least favourite episode now. So. <laughs> Do you think that the the Sort of like the drubbing that one got from fans was justified. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. I, I think. I think that. Um, I, I think that the ending, the 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 uh, what most fans seem to have take issue with is the way that the Doctor treated Solomon and yeah. the Doctor's resolution to that. And I do think that. Um, I think that it's deservedly so. It was very out of character for the doctor, and I don't really. And I, I, again, I'm not really sure what 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 the thought was there. And that was sort. That's sort of my problem with all of the all of the episodes this um, this series, where they're all really good episodes, but there's just oh, there's just one thing about each of the episodes that really just. Um, for lack of a better, it yeah. drives me crazy because it yeah. doesn't make it doesn't make any sense in the context of Doctor Who. You know, it, they almost all feel just a little bit unfinished. That they're just missing one bit of polish that could have made it so much better. And it doesn't. It it, it confuses me as to why um, why they would just it, it, they feel they feel a little bit rushed. They all felt rushed. Yeah, it's it's actually it's, it's more the frustration that they are so close to being perfect. 
Yeah. And you just think, oh, they could have just done that differently or just not put that bit in or whatever. And I'd really, really like this. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's quite surprising, actually, you say there's got that sort of rushed um, feel or very, very rough edges uh, to to each episode. Um, Considering they weren't... They're not exactly rushing themselves through production because they spent a long time filming all these episodes and they're still filming uh, the rest of the uh, Series 7 now. Yeah. So, I mean, when we went to the um, the convention, um, the official convention back in March, they, they had the premiere of, of the Season 7 trailer and they didn't have a lot to show then either, did they? This was back in March. All they really had was... Um, a lot from a town called Mercy. Yeah, which they'd obviously had gone out and shot. Yeah. Um, a little bit from Some of the Daleks and, the, and a little bit from Dinosaurs on the Spaceship. So all they really had in the can was the first three episodes, and this was back in back in March this year. So it's not as if they haven't rushed production or anything and, and had enough time to, to polish the scripts or anything like that. But I, I do think it comes down to rushing the writing. I think that uh, Moffat has just... It's not that he's stretched, but he just he really leaves it to last minute. Um, so, uh, and and he's I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I'm 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 usually not very critical of Stephen Moffat because I think he's I I, I think he's fantastic. But mm. I do feel as if uh, I, I feel as if the writing is is has been missing missed a step. You know, um, there was things that that just it, it just yeah they just could have been very easily. Very easily written in to 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 fix and uh, things, um, you know the, the the treatment of Solomon was a. I, I've seen plenty of other of other uh, you know um, uh, pundits on the on on the <laughs> internet coming up with ways that 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 could that situation could have been resolved in a way without the doctor committing murder, yeah. uh, which is what he did. Um, the same thing, uh, uh, Angels Take Manhattan, I felt was was very much missing, um, was very much missing a resolution for, for River and for, for the fact that River, we still, River was a, a toddler in New York in the 60s on her own. How yes. the hell did she ever find Ledworth? How did the, all of <laughs> so much happen to her, and we never get an explanation for that at all? You know, we never get any sort of closure on the on on River and her parents, uh, except for oh, she grew up with them, you know, and like so little things that could have easily have been easily been written in to actually make the episode that much better um, weren't, and it's really it's it is it's sort of disappointing because the because the episodes were so good and Dinosaurs on a Spaceship was so much fun. Uh, I I I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, but I did. Uh, and and uh, Mitchell and Webb as as robots is just the you know the icing on the cake for me because I'm a huge fan of theirs. But but then for then the Doctor just kills Solomon and and no, there's no repercussion for that. No, that's I mean, right. I still, yeah. Sorry, I still yeah. look into that as if I wonder whether the 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 comments would have come had it been. A Zygon or an Ice Warrior or whatever, as opposed to a human that he did that to. And you wonder and, and to him there would be no difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh maybe I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean there, there has been occasions in sort of you know, Doctor Who where the Doctor has technically murdered um somebody. I mean they use the um Oh, I'm trying to think of that the the first story from the key to time. 
Uh, oh God, I'll do this every time I try and recall an episode and I forget the bloody title of it. But yeah, the, the character of the Graf Fender K, basically the Doctor straps a bomb to his back and sends him off running off into battle and the Doctor actually stands and counts down to when the bomb's going to explode. So, you know, it's not as if the Doctor hasn't done it before, but I think it was... Yeah. It's, um, it and went... so to another extent, you've got Sutek he quite happily kills. Yeah. But again, it, but Sutek wasn't really a human, was he? It was like a... No, but, you know... but I'm saying, but would there be, if you're talking about a, a Time Lord, would he look upon an Asyron any different to a human? But I think, mm. I think the thing is, is that now things are different, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we yeah. could certainly look back at the history and say, oh, well, he's done this in the past. But, but the Doctor, as we know him now for, from the new series, who yeah, obviously it's the same Doctor, and I'm not uh, arguing that or whatever, but he, he has been very adamant about not killing and not you know uh, 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 you know violence not being the answer and things like yeah. that you know yeah. and 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 it very much went against that and that's that's so whether he was an alien or not it's still you know the doctor basically just was like okay here's your sh- you know um, here you go the m- missiles are coming to get you it was really and he was almost flipping about it you know yeah. uh, that it just didn't didn't sit right yeah, it wasn't that he just actually didn't stop it happening. He actually created it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think it's also the, the the thing that the sort of a lot of the fans had the biggest problem with because it was such a fun episode. Yeah, and you had that. Yeah, the doctor, you know, basically committed murder, and and maybe again people are saying, well, that's that's a that's Chris Chibnall for you because it, it the the tone lurches all yeah. over the shop. So. Maybe you know, maybe there is you know, the, the criticism is is justified, but I mean, I still had a, a hell of a good time watching that story. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. absolutely, and I, yeah. And I don't mind the Doctor going down this this sort of you know, dark route now and again, but it would have made more sense if it had been like that from the beginning because it was all you know, again, like we said about the pod life, it was fluff, 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 serious, yeah, and that's pretty much what this was. And again, written by Chris Chibnall, so. Um, and I don't want to turn this into the, the Chris Chibnall bashing hour, so <laughs> like, which, could, I mean, which actually, could happen very easily. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're talking about character, character, actually, probably more, even more so, in a town called Mercy, with the picking up a gun to take him to the edge of town to be killed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And even I've... even watching that again, when he's actually when he goes out to talk to the town folk, the fact that he actually puts the gun his gun on again to go out to talk to them, when he said you might need those, you'd. The, the doctor, as he's been in this since the series has come back, would have been no, not a gun. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, he quite I, easily puts the gun on there when he's just going out to meet the town folk. Yeah, I've I've still got problems with a town called Mercy, actually. And I mean, again, there was some fantastic stuff in it. Um, the so the scenes between the doctor and uh, Carla Jax were absolutely brilliant, and and I love the fact that you know basically. He was calling the, you know, the, I think the Doctor saw a lot of himself in the Carla Jets character. That's probably what made him so angry. Um, because, but you know, basically this guy was, he was, you know, killing people for the greater good. And really that's what the Doctor did with Gallifrey. To end the time war, he killed his own people, destroyed his own planet. So there's the sort of like, the, you know, the sort of the, there's the mirroring of the characters there. But I still just don't I just find it quite a um I thought for a Western episode it wasn't what I was expecting. 
and it looked no. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The, st- know, the star, it? the star of that, really, of that episode was the scenery, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for me. I don't know about you, Stephen, because I, I, I mean, you on your podcast, I know you you particularly liked this episode, didn't you? I, I sort of flip flopped on it actually because I did really like this episode, and and um, for the reasons that you're saying, I mean, the the yeah, the the cinematography and the scenery was amazing, and and yeah. um, and there was a lot about it that I really liked, and and I liked that the I felt that the the doctor had this was definitely going through this moral dilemma with this, you know, he didn't yeah. he 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 wasn't sure what to do, and and uh, and he made this snap decision. Uh, and 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 I and I I liked that it was explained as if you know you've you've been traveling alone too long and you know you don't have you don't have your moral compass with you you're 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 just sort of you know ready to ready to end a person uh, for their crimes and things like mm-hmm. that and uh, I like the way it was handled I didn't I I agree on the gun thing and I and I think I just sort of brushed it off as he was. He was in, uh, well, you know, when he strapped the gun on to talk to the to talk to the townsfolk. I just sort of brushed it off as he's in a, he's in the western town and he's trying to be, you know, he's trying to fit in. Yeah, uh, yeah he's trying to be the marshal, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. Back, back so yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, but when he when he originally pulled the gun on, it, it was a shocking moment, and 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 I actually, uh, I think I. I think I physically gasped at it. It was I couldn't believe that it was it was actually happening, and uh, and and that was kind of one of the things that I liked about it. But there was definitely a lot of there was definitely a lot of my my, my problems with with the episode are, are what what um, Kyle, who was my guest, brought up was uh, the the ending. The, the doctor was inconsequential to to the whole episode. I mean, he didn't solve anything. He didn't fix anything. Collar Jacks committed suicide, and and the doctor was like, okay. Let's go. Uh, yeah, it was just sort yeah. of, <laughs> it was just yeah, sort of like, okay. <laughs> yeah, where should we go to next? You know, it, yeah, it was a bit, and I, I think we we discussed that when we um, reviewed that we found that the whole, I sort of found that there there was sort of lacking intention, as well, mm-hmm. and it, it, it sort of leapt from the doctor was waiting for uh, the gunslinger to return at noon the next day, and they were sort of going for the. Basically, sort of riffing on the high noon uh, film concept there, with the townsfolk turning against him, and you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, then, but then it just went noon. I thought it was a little bit more Three Amigos. But... <laughs> I've only seen that once about twenty years ago. It's probably a lot longer ago than that now, actually. So, oh, you've got to see it again. It's great. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, but it just sort of went from sort of that confrontation with the townsfolk. Uh, the night before, and then it was noon the next day, and there, there was there was no so there was no build up to it, and that was what you're saying. It was rushed. The whole yeah. thing was rushed, and I don't know whether there was stuff written they didn't didn't film or they filmed and cut. Don't know, but it, it just it, it was just it was just off, and it was another quite short episode as well. That one wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was what, about four, was that another one, one of the forty five minute episodes? Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah. I couldn't quite understand why it had to be that short, but oh well. Um, but this episode did really nothing for the, uh, uh, you know, for the overall arch of the of this of the season, which was, you know, the ponds. So this, I mean, there was the 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 uh, the, the doctor and the ponds were were all just pretty much in, inconsequential here. 
Uh, they did yeah. nothing to help the situation. In fact, they probably ex- exacerbated the, the situation just by being there, you know. Um, and uh, uh, Ben Browder could have saved it himself. He didn't really need the doctor's help, and the doctor got him killed. So yep. uh, it was, it, yeah. It those those are sort of my those those are my real problems with it. I wish that I wish that the doctor had come come up with a resolution and and had had say had saved the day, and he didn't. And that's really uh, it's really unfortunate. So, yeah, because it could have, yeah, you know, could have been a brilliant episode. It could have been. It could have been. Um, I, I just sort of, I just felt a massive sort of fan of, but not that's a disappointment. Just felt a bit let down by it. If you if you can see what I mean, it wasn't. You know, I, I still, as I say, there's still plenty to enjoy in the story and the episode itself. But it, it it just didn't really, as you say, it didn't really amount to anything, did it? So the doctor was did nothing um, except allow, allow some. Let allow the marshal to to lay his life down, and um, and the guy commit and Carl Jets commit suicide. So that that was the resolution to the story. Yeah, which is bizarre, very bizarre. Um, now the next one was was the Power of Three, which I again I enjoyed. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Paul and I both had the same response. Yeah, I know, I know. Because <laughs> and and I, I again because it was just um. I just thought there was so much to like about that one. And I, I mean, the, the best thing for me was the return of unit. And there's still a Lethbury Stewart in unit, be it his daughter. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I just love the way that was handled as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's dad and Brian are the two are the saving graces of this episode. Actually, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Brian was also the best thing in uh, dinosaurs and the spaceship. As well, I mean that that scene with him, with he's sitting on the um, in the doorway of the TARDIS oh. above the Earth. That that was absolutely beautiful. That that really was. I I absolutely adored that shot. Really was. I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, and I, I agree. I mean, Brian and Unit and 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 Kate Stewart were were saving graces in this in this episode because this episode was just. I, <laughs> Oh, big sign. And if, and if we're going to talk about rushed endings, I mean, this one really had it, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did, yeah. 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 It, it it really was, you know, wave the magic wand and everything's better again, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, what, was the, what was the point of the, the, the invasion and all that stuff? I mean, there was just so much... So much build up there to these, to these cubes and what they were doing and all this other stuff. And, and, and then it just... He just waved it away and it was gone. And then yeah. there's you get you get this you get this VO about the power of three that is so <laughs> incredibly cheesy and stupid and made no sense whatsoever. You know what power of three? What are you talking about? You know it's the, the three people that designed the sonic screwdriver. That's what it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. I- yeah, that, that's that. Uh, very, very valid points. But I, I don't know. I, I just enjoyed the hell out of it. I just, I mean, okay, it, you're right. It made absolutely no sense. And we, we did mention things like, you know, how long was that little girl sitting in the accident emergency department of that hospital? A know, year. And, uh, yeah, and nobody knows she was there. We said, no, the NHS is bad in this country. But that's just, you know, that's just taking the piss a little bit. Um, yeah, and the whole thing about, well, as soon as that cube downloaded the internet... Sure, I didn't have to stick around for a few more months to figure out oh if we could stop people's hearts. Sure, it would have learnt that from from the internet, right? 
you know. So you know, it's it's just. I think that's been the problem all along with this season. It's just silly little things can let an episode down. Yeah, and, it's and why it's them, why they it? needed to be there for a year before they started taking readings of people. Yeah, I mean the whole idea was to be inside to get inside people's houses and whatever. But then the whole thing was it the humans would take them home early. You'd have thought in, a month would have been enough time. You would have thought so. And it wasn't even the fact that the Doctor was going to stay there for all that time, because the whole point of that was that he only stayed an hour, first of all, and then came back nine months later. Well, so I, you didn't even need the out, the year for the for that to happen. Well, I think that the whole invasion thing was well, it's inconsequential, wasn't it? Because, it was, it, again, it was all about the ponds, you know, and, yeah. and the build-up to them leaving. Right. You know, and, and how much, you know, how much the, they they do, you know, enjoy being in the Doctor's company. There was no way they could possibly have, you know, stayed, you know, in a happy home um, at, that, at that particular point in their, in their lives. But see, that didn't make any sense either, because originally, because at the beginning of the episode, they're talking about how they made commitments, and she committed to be a bridesmaid, and he committed to a full-time job, and they were actually happy about it. And they were like, mm. they were saying, okay, we're ready to settle down and enjoy our lives now. We, we get it. Yeah. And then by the end of the episode, they're like, oh, oh they, they've, com- they've done a complete 180. They, they, now they want to go traveling with the doctor forever. And it just didn't, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. It would have made more sense if, we're, if, the, if and it would have been more impactful if they were, if they decided, okay, one more trip. We we know we're going to do. You know we've had this year. All the stuff has happened. We still want to settle down. We're going to go on one more trip, and that one more trip was their was their undoing. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't yeah. really sort of, sort of work out like that, did it? They just as you said, they just. I think it was Brian again was the catalyst for that, uh, and again yeah. in another really really sort of well acted scene. You know he was one to tell it. You know, go out and save the you know universes. You know, go and do it and. And he was actually sort of trying to convince the sort of Amy and Rory and the Doctor, because the Doctor was sort of like, "Well, no, you two have got to stay here. You've got your own lives now." And um, and it, it took Brian to sort of like basically knock their heads together and say, "Well, no, you you will belong together. Going out saving the universe. Go and do it." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I like his character. And that's actually you know, why you really wanted the the uh, the, the epilogue bit filmed with Brian getting the letter. Yeah. Right. Because it's as much his decision they was there as theirs. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was him who told them to go. You know, so it would have made a hell of a lot of sense to have filmed that. It really would have done. Only thing is it would have been another voiceover. <laughs> which which people have really hated this series, haven't they? <laughs> well, Again, it's the it's the problem with with Chibnall, and he do, he actually he he did the same thing with with uh, Hungry Earth and and Cold Blood. Is that he does he 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 writes he tells and doesn't show right. So yeah. you know he's, he th- th- throws in these voiceovers that it I, I, it would have been it doesn't it's we're not we're not watching an audiobook. We want to see things happen on the screen. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, but I want to understand what this power of three thing is. I want to. <laughs> I want to understand, you know, uh, what what's happening. So don't don't just tell me, show me, and that's what he doesn't do. Yeah. So to be fair uh, to Chibnall, we also had it with Mercy as well, didn't we? Oh, yeah. we did. We did. Yeah, but 
to me that was more that that felt a little bit more um like a like a classic western trope you know um yeah. it's sort of it sort of worked in that in that western in, in that western genre uh but to have your main character you know and and of course we got it we got the same thing at the end of angels take manhattan but again it was it was uh that that voiceover was written into the script as as you know, she wrote this afterward in the book, and he was reading it, so it, it made sense. Um, but for 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 uh, Amy just to be talking about this is the year the Doctor came to stay, and this is the power of three, and this and that, like I, I don't get it. Like what? It, it just I think it's more. It, it, again, it's a lot about the line. Like what the hell is the power of three? What are you talking about? It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. You've not the three of you did nothing together. In fact, you, you uh, all you did was like wait. All the doctor did was wave the sonic screwdriver around and let the people who the people who were on that ship died as well. We've, yes. We we keep forgetting about that. Like he just <laughs> again he just he saved the three of them and nobody else. You know? Yeah, we'd have yeah. the discussion as to whether they'd been removed before. No, I when I, I watched it again, you, no, can't you can see them. Yeah, he you left can them see them. Since yeah. <laughs> run, you can see them in the background still lying there. <laughs> Oh, I just, I just half expected some like some sort of multi part like, sort of um, what was that that um, oh the Holy Grail will bring out your dead. It's sort of like, it's sort of like that. I'm now I'm I'm better. I mean, that's why one of these people just getting up saying, "No, I'm actually still here." You know, who's going to get yeah. me out? You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um, yeah. I completely misremembered um, that one when we reviewed it, and I sort of watched it back since. Oh, oh Christ! No, yeah, he has. Uh, he's left them to their doom. So, oh dear. But <laughs> that needed was just a line for him to go up to the other ones and say, "No, we're too late for these." After yeah. they, and Brian, the smelling salts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I, I still love that. I, I still that bit when Brian's carried out on the gurney. He just sort yeah. of sitting about upright, staring at that alien. The look on his face is priceless. I think mean, it's brilliant. But <laughs> ah, we needed more Brian. He, need, he needed to be this uh, this season's Wilf. Yeah, he did. He did. Could have done with that. Um, actually, it's interesting what you're saying about the the Amy voiceover in Angels Take Manhattan. Which, as you say, made sense because it was her um, sort of epilogue to the book, we want to call it. I think may- maybe that's why they dropped the Brian letter scene as well, because it would have meant Rory doing a voiceover. You would have had two at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very similar in that scene. Yeah. But no, but it could have been done as an extra, actually filmed to be put out as an extra the following On the DVD the or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, they they filmed all those pond lives to put it online. Um, they filmed it. They, they filmed a prequel to uh, to the Gunslinger, right? Because it's uh, uh, they, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, maybe no, these things no, are. I seen see, it. I, uh, yeah. US US iTunes subscribers got some extra stuff. There was a prequel to the Gunslinger, just about how they how he was created, um, yeah. and uh, uh, and and so they did the, they did do these extra things. Uh, they, shot, they shot they shot it. Yeah, uh, Asylum of the Daleks. Is that what you're going to say, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the only one I've actually seen, which I thought was quite good actually. Yeah, um, with um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the 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 monk that's in there is actually um, uh, uh, one of the Dalek operators. Oh, it's uh, Nicholas Pegg, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so they did shoot extra stuff. Why they wouldn't shoot what would have what could have been the most important out of all of them makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah. The one that actually really tied in and tied up the series. Yeah, and it would have been cheap. It, it was been. just them in the house. 
Yeah. And I think that would have given the Rory's leaving, because um, I sort of bemoaned this um, last week. It was, I felt that Rory didn't get much of a much of a send off like Amy did. I know it was always about the Doctor and Amy, but I still think Rory was a a really really good character. I think Arthur Darby was a good actor, and I don't think he got a, a decent send off, and for, you know for his character. And I think that would have been it. I agree. I I. I... I love Rory and and Arthur. I think they're. I think he's he's fantastic. And and um, that was one of the few things that um, that bothered me a little bit about the ending of Angels Take Manhattan is is when uh, you know Rory's gone and Amy's making her decision that she's going to go, mm. and the Doctor's just like, no, 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 come on, just come on, come with me, you know, like. First of all, Doctor, stop thinking about yourself for a second. You're yes. being really selfish right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and like you know, he he has one little line about we'll figure something out, even though he knows that he he can't figure anything out. You know, he's he's just being completely selfish at that moment to to to, to try and get Amy to come with him and just you know let Rory go. And he's even when they're in the even when they're in the apartment building and uh, when they're in Winter Key, and he's just like, you just died. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, he's ready to just just leave uh you know this is rory's fate yeah and uh really really annoying because rory has been you know has been nothing but fantastic you know and and uh and and has saved the day more than once and and just been you know uh just he's he's a fantastic character you know and it, it's it was nice that was that was my favorite part about the whole season because it was nice to see amy step up and be like this is my husband i love him i'm standing with him that's all that matters Every yeah. single time, and, th- and that for me sold uh, sold them being together. And it took yeah. it took River as well, didn't it? To sort of conv- sort of like at the end, sort of like say, "No, you go, you go and find him." Yeah, as well. Um, and I must admit, during I mean, I said this time and time again during C- uh, series six, the, the character River song really, really annoyed me. And this is the first time in a long time where I've I've actually liked the character. It's sort of come back again i was sort of like okay now this is this is the river song i like mm-hmm. it's professor river song and, and as we sort of discussed last week it was well this what we i think season six was the wild river that's a you know pardon the, the really bad pun there but uh <laughs> please please i uh, forgive me for that one um but yeah she she was you know she was a loose cannon really wasn't she and i think this is sort of like the grown-up river and i thought and i thought okay this that that's more like it. This this is how I want River Song to be, um, and it was it was her who sort of like sort of pushed the Doctor to one side and said, "No, you got to let them go." Yeah, you know, um, and I liked that. I thought, and I did have a lot of. Um, again, I really enjoyed Andrew's Take Manhattan. There was a hell of a lot wrong with it, plot wise, but I thought it was beautifully acted by all of them. Um, and again, it was very much an ensemble piece. Again, uh, pretty much like. Um, uh, the Big Bang, mm-hmm. which again I thought was was a brilliant, brilliant episode. It, it just centered around them and give them uh, give them something to do, you know. And this, and I think this is what this did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. There was like like you said, there was definitely some 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 plot issues and yeah. uh, some some things that you just have to accept because the show is moving on. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> um. But I I did think that it was. I did think it was a it was a great episode and and uh, I, I, I even on my my uh, review of it I really there wasn't a whole lot 
bad I could say about it uh, at all. Um, I mean, my only issue was was not getting the not getting the closure with with the river and her parents that I had hoped to get. Uh, but that was more me me pinning my hopes on something that I guess uh, Moffat just doesn't care about. So. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or it's basically too difficult for him to try and work out now. He's gone down too many lines with her. I guess so, but why, why did they have to go back? Why did they have to go back to the time that they went back, right? So why couldn't they just, um, why couldn't they have gone back to a time when, when, when River, was, River was so pushing her, was so pushing Amy to go, yes, go and be with Rory. It would have made so much more sense if she was saying that, and and then afterwards she said to the doctor, "You know, they went back, um, but they went back and they found me, yeah, and they raised me, you know." Um, and then we could have also have gotten, you know, River showing up to to give Brian the letter at the end. So there's all this like it's just like they forget it, it, it's like it, River is is their daughter when it's convenient, but not. You know, and, and that's not I mean, I don't have kids, but I feel like kids are inconvenient. So that's how it should be. <laughs> you know, like it's gonna be you know, they're not your kids when it's convenient for them to be your kids. So yeah. so let's let's yeah. let's play with that. And and they didn't. They just was just like, you know, it didn't it was it was frustrating, you know? It's it just Sorry, there was the line, isn't it? Right at the end when he goes, Sorry, River, forgive me, I, f- I forget you're their pe- you're their their your parents. Yeah. And you think yeah. that that's actually Almost as if that's Stephen Moffat saying, "Yeah, forgive me, I actually forget sometimes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it's weird because ever since that revelation that River is their daughter, they haven't really done much with it, have they? And there's no opportunity to do that now. But it just seems, as you said, it, it just got that sort of little, little plot thread completely forgotten about and sort of resurrected when when it when it's needed, when it, when you need to some sort of emotional moment. Like, like I mean, at the end of that end of Angel's Take Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It was forgotten through most of series six, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, this is everyone loves the girl who waited, and and yeah. everyone talks about how it's a brilliant episode, it's an amazing episode, and there and they and it is like Karen Gillan is fantastic in it, and Karen Gillan is, is you know, from series five to series six and series seven, she has really grown as an actress because Definitely. you know I, I've 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 you know. The, the little bit of time that I spent with Karen Gillan, she is a total goofball <laughs> and is like she's like a kitten the way that she bounces around and 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 can't keep a train of thought. And then you see her on screen and she's compelling and fantastic. Mm. So I, I, she really, really is a fantastic a- actress. Um, and that's really what sells the girl who waited. But the fact that she's there for all those years and never once mentions her daughter <laughs> Yeah, it's true. They say, you know, you know, how's River? How, you know, what's she been up to? You know, where, you know, where's the school photos? There's nothing, is there? There's absolutely nothing at all. No, and then you know, when she with the in in the wedding of River Song, when you know, when she's with Kavari, and she's like, you know, you stole my baby from me, and now she's growing up and she's okay. Uh, but it's just like, really, like, I mean you forget all the years you never got to raise her you can't have your own children now you never all of this stuff and you they just it just goes it just doesn't it's not they just forget about it the whole time and and it it, it it's amazing to me i mean it could have been so uh, i don't know I, I feel like that's i feel like it's such an important an important plot point that just got uh thrown away and yeah. it really really bothers me 
Yeah. Yeah, well, they didn't even mention it in Asylum, which the whole point of why they've broken up is the fact of not having children. That, yeah. That really bugs me. That, yeah. That, that whole scene with them discussing not having children, I mean... Um, and never mentioned her at all. Yeah. I just found that peculiar. I really did. I think that's pretty much what ruined the episode. Ruined the episode. It's one of, one of the things that um, I really disliked um, about that episode on, on first viewing. I mean, I've, I've sort of mellowed towards it now, but um, I just thought that was so, and the whole thing about Amy and Rory getting divorced. It was done with in a conversation, resolved, finished, and I just yeah. fa- and I just found that peculiar. Yeah, uh, you know, as, as, we, as you said, everyone, that's not how relationships work. <laughs> No, you know, no. Um, you know, you know, if you if you if you at the point where you've signed the divorce papers, and then and then in a, in a couple of scenes later, it's all forgotten about, and you and you're back together. Well, no, real life. I know. Okay, we're talking about a bloke who flies around in time and space in a police box, so you can't really sort of bring too much real life into it. But that sort of situation, a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is that is that. You can suspend your disbelief for all the science fiction elements, right, yeah. and, and everything like that. But you can't suspend your disbelief for the way that people naturally are and the way that relationships naturally are, because that's what you—that's what you want out of it. That's what actually makes it feel. That's what makes it exciting and it makes it feel like something that you can actually relate to. You know, I mean, I, that's that's what I love about it. I love the relationships. I love, you know, uh, uh, and and I love the, the the way that they the 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 way that the characters interact with each other. And so, I, mm. I, and I want that to be real because I want to see real people acting, you know, in real ways in unreal, crazy situations. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's uh, this is. We should. This is what we should expect from modern science fiction and modern t- television. You know. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially as they're, it's sort of pretty much set in. Well, it's contemporary as well, isn't it? So it's not as if you've got people from, uh, say, like the, the past that the Doctor's traveling around with. These are people from, you know, the modern day. Right. So you would expect them to behave as people do now and react yeah. to those situations. Um, which I begin to wonder why, if people, that's why people had such a hard time. With the um, the big game hunter character from Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, because he was this, and again, I suppose people have got a point. Why the Doctor? Why would he be hanging around with a with a person who hunts for for you know as, as a profession? Um, but so I think a lot of people had a, a whole big problem with the fact that he was this sort of misogynist sort of playboy, right? And I thought, well, you you can't put modern sensibilities on on a character that's been plucked from that point in history. Right. That, that's what he is, and the people were reading a um, a lot into that character about why it was wrong, and you shouldn't have characters like this in in modern science fiction. I thought, well, well, let's take a step back a minute. I thought, well, think where he's come from, you know, and, and what sort of character that Chibnall was trying. It's like he's, he was like one of the um, I kind of put it sort of like the, the you know the boy's own adventure stories from sort of like the thirties and forties. It was that sort of character where you know the you had the you know yeah he was the big game hunter out in Africa and sort of like the bulldog Drummond sort of thing, right? Yeah. I mean, my 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 problem with that character was just the all oh, the coincidence of I bought a big game hunter and now we yeah. found some big game. Yeah, yeah, that that that, 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 that was, was a big leap, leap of logic, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, actually, we, we've done nothing but sort of be quite critical so far but we did all enjoy it didn't we (laughs) (laughs) 
like, oh, I've changed my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> For the last 45 minutes, we managed to turn ourselves off of Doctor Who. <laughs> no, as, no, you know, we we focused on, you know, on the sort of some of the, you know, not so great things, but they none of them have been bad things. That's that I think that's the whole point. It, as we've all said, it, it they've all been enjoyable. They just could have been as you said, Stephen, a bit more polished. Yeah. And I yeah, think, I it think just... That, yeah, sums it up really, doesn't it? Yeah. So, what do we... Now we've sort of spoken about this um, half of the series, or quarter, what you want to call it. What are we expecting going forward? What do you want to see going forward? Oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, I... I don't know. I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, it's the fact, isn't it? It's, it's, it's actually the the most closest to a fresh start without actually having a new Doctor, isn't it, that they can get to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of hoping this year's um, Christmas special is going to be special, as opposed to last year's one, which was dire. And I think Well, that, they've got that... something to do with this one, haven't they? Whereas last year's, you you just thought was just sort of being Christmassy for the, trying to be Christmassy for the sake of being Christmassy. They actually have got a story they can tell now because they've got to introduce a new character. Yeah, that's it. So I'm hoping it is going to be quite good. So, but <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. I think so. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I actually have no expectations at all um, for for the for the upcoming series. I think that it's 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 like you said, Paul. It's a, it's a completely fresh start. I feel I, f- I feel like it's a it's a new series. It's not it's not series seven B anymore. It's it's a Christmas special and 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 all, and I'm considering it almost a series eight. You know, it's mm. it's it's all new. Uh, and uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the you know the Doctor finding his new companion and and going on these adventures and not not having any of the baggage anymore. And uh, I mean, not that the ponds had so much baggage, but just um, there is none of that. Uh, you know, I mean, as much as I would love to see River Song come back, uh, I'm not even not even really thinking about that at this point. I really just want to see. I'm, I'm looking forward to Jenna Louise Coleman, who I've already got a huge crush on. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm looking forward to you know everything that I've been I've been reading and and and, and looking at on on the internet uh, is I find very interesting because. Um, we don't know anything about her whatsoever, and the fact that she showed up in Asylum of the Daleks as as, as a as a character is is so intriguing, and I'm really looking forward to all that. So so I'm trying to just go in with uh, with no expectations, and um and uh and, and everything that I've read so far is 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 exciting, and and you know uh, even Gatus writing two episodes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I'm in, interested to see what he uh, what he comes up with this time. So I know he's, he's been. I think quite unfairly criticised for his stories. Actually, um, okay, Victory of the Daleks. Okay, let's let's put that one to one side. But I thought I thought Night Terrors was one of his strongest scripts. To be honest, uh, yeah, I think I think he's hit and miss. That's all, hmm. you know. Um, and um, I think that's the that that's the thing with Gatiss. Uh, he he obviously knows his doctor who and is and is a is a big fan and and uh so uh i I, so i give him that and uh i mean i liked the young quiet dead yeah that was brilliant i love that one yeah you know and and i agree i think night terrors i think night terrors was was great uh you know i i think he i think he is unfairly judged for for uh 
for victory of the Daleks. And you feel that was I don't a bit think... of a poison chalice, wasn't it? Really, yeah. someone was going to get that one, and was yeah. always going to be remembered for bringing in those Daleks. Yeah, mm. I, I don't even think it's just being remembered for bringing in those Daleks. It just, it just. I don't think it was his fault. That should have been a two-part episode, and it wasn't. Yeah, and yeah. that's the problem. So, yeah. I think we said that a, a, you know quite a bit actually, where some certain stories needed a bit more time to you know for for build up and development, and and that's why they they've just felt rushed. Really, mm-hmm. as you said, there's just something missing on with certain episodes, and where they have done two parts, as you think, well, you you're really stretching the concept a little bit here. Um, I think possibly for things like you know um, the Hungry Earth two parter. Yeah, again, I mean, that was that was really dragged out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know, I mean, that's 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 how it is now. You know, um, but at least we know we're not. You know, this. I mean, I was I was supposing that the next half of this season still includes the no two parters rule. Um. Uh, yeah. 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 And is Chignall writing anymore? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think I so. I don't think so, no. I don't oh, think so. Now, either, no. so. Yeah, because I, I think there's probably a, a toss-up between Chibnall or uh, Mark Gatiss becoming the next showrunner. Uh, yeah, and I every, think so. It, yeah, and everyone's money's on Chibnall at the moment, but I'm not I'm not so sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure either. Uh, uh, Chibnall, I, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that, um, that the BBC would give it to Chibnall. He hasn't, I mean, he's been mildly successful as a showrunner, but, um, you know, and, and I mean, Gatiss hasn't had, doesn't, doesn't have any, uh, major experience running a show, but he does have Sherlock. So, uh, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to say. I guess it's really hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think, um, I think that that sort of reached its, its natural conclusion now, uh, gentlemen. I think we, we can all agree that it was, um, Series seven, part one was was pretty damn good. With with just some sort of disappointing parts. That was it, really. Just needed yeah. some tweaking. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, okay then. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, thank you so much. That was. Uh, it's <laughs> it's good to add a add a third voice into these discussions <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> It's good that it's something, something new is uh, brought to the conversation. Brilliant. To cheer us up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've, I've, over the course of the last few weeks, I've, I've sort of gained reputation of being the grumpiest man in podcasting. So. <laughs> you could probably gather why during the last uh, 50, 50, 50 We, we both minutes. rushed to deny that as well, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Stephen... Um, before we go, as is customary in these situations, I mean, please tell everybody where we where they can find your fantastic podcast. Ah, yes. Well, uh, a madman with a box is my podcast, and you can find it on on iTunes and uh, things like that. But uh, you can also find me at a madman with a box dot com, and uh, we we uh, let's see we finished up our. Uh, I, I did reviews of the episodes as they, as they ran um, and uh, had a sort of a week off last week and uh, we'll have a new episode up uh, in the next day or so and uh, back on to the talking to people about why they like Doctor Who. should be fun. Ah, yes, it will be. It will. I, I could contest for that because I've, I've been on your podcast and uh, <laughs> talked about an episode that I loved and you didn't particularly care for. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, but we had fun. Oh, we did. We certainly did. We certainly did. Okay, then, folks. So, um, well, coming up next week, uh, we've got an audio commentary coming, um, which has been... Well, it's been a long time, hasn't it, Paul, since we last did one? Yes. It's August, wasn't it? Yeah. Cool. Wow. So, um, we've been racking our brains to figure out which one to do next, and, well, we're doing the twin dilemma. Yes, we're starting at the bottom. Yeah. We... <laughs> So I think... We did a long list of what we wanted to watch and looked straight at the bottom. <laughs> so, yes, so uh, we've, we've got... So I think we're going to have some fun with that one. So um, And, of course, that also re- uh, means the return of Tony as well to the podcast. So, there we go. So until next week, it is goodbye from me, Paul, uh, Phil. I'm going to say Paul, then. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I do that again? <laughs> goodbye from me, Phil. From me, Paul. From me, Stephen. Goodbye. the who's he podcast please get in touch with us by emailing feedback at who's hyphen he.co.uk visit our website at who's hyphen he.co.uk and also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast the who's he podcast is a member of the doctor who podcast alliance